What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you are searching for me across the interwebs. And we're finally back with another podcast episode. It's definitely been a hot minute since we've uploaded onto the podcast feed, mainly because 2020 happened. I got extremely busy over 2020. Who knew? Being in lockdown would take away your creativity juices and you would get too busy to do your podcast. Well, this guy didn't know and it most certainly did happen to me. I somehow managed to keep up my daily uploading on Instagram. I don't know how that worked, but I still managed to do it. But when it comes to the podcast, I let it slip and it slipped hard. I mean, real hard. I got sucked into some video games. I got sucked into life. I had a brand new baby. We have a son now, which I'm very happy about indeed. Very, very happy about indeed. I was kind of worried about having a son, whether I would be able to be a good dad. But nothing has really changed. I'm just dad. I just do my thing. You know how I do when you do on the do. I don't know what I'm on about. I'm going crazy banana pie. I'm on my third coffee of the day because I've been extremely tired today. And I'm just trying to chug on through and get through everything as possible. And this is my only time I have to record. So that's when I'm going to be doing it here or there. I then have to edit the shiz tomorrow. And then there's a loud, like, reverse beeping in the background, which I don't know whether or not you can hear, but that is happening. And it did throw me off just for a split second. But we're going to keep going on. We're going to keep chugging along. We're going to talk about what I've been playing, what I've been watching, what I've been up to in the chizane. So, I've been playing some video games, and one in particular I've been enjoying, I have a love-hate relationship with, and that is Cyberpunk 2077. I want to do a conclusion now that I have fully and utterly completed the game. I have completed it to completed completion. I've done literally everything in the game. I think there's maybe a few secret missions that I've not done. There's one where you go into a shop and you get a mission that's not actually on the map. I've still got to do that one. But I've got all of the achievements in the game. I have completed four different endings, I think it is. I think it's four different endings, if I'm correct. So I basically played everything I could. The only ending I haven't done is the one that you don't get an achievement for. If you know what I'm on about, you might have already taken this option and done it yourself. Actually, no, there's two endings that I haven't done because there is two that are not tied to achievements. I'm just going to leave it at that because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But yeah, I kind of love-hate this game. I enjoyed all of the side content apart from the mundane open-world bullshittery that is basically open-world content, which is like, hey, look, go here, grab this item and leave. There is these little baseball bat icons on the map where when you go into them, you have to grab an item and leave. And they expect you to fight all the enemies, but the AI is so bad in Cyberpunk 2077, you can run through, grab the item, and then leave. And then by the time you have left, they will only then start trying to attack you because they've detected you. And you could be off elsewhere doing the next one. It is so dumb. I found this out really quickly and I ended up just running through all of them as most as possible. I wasn't fighting anybody because I couldn't be bothered. I was high enough level as is so I didn't need to do any of that. But yeah, those types of things were a complete boring mess. I enjoyed the cyber psychos. I was a big fan of them having the little boss battles in the world and the fact that they were all different in different areas. There was a couple that stand out more than others. I like the ninja one. There is a ninja one where he's running around really fast and he's got a samurai saw. 
Discord. That one was very good indeed. I like the one that was set on the beach in Pacifica, which I'm not going to get into so much. That one is very cool. And then the other one that I like was the Satanic Cult-esque one. There's not really much more I can go into in regards to that, because obviously it is kind of spoiler territory, and I want to be as spoiler-free as possible. But yeah, it's an okay game. It's fine. Will I be returning to this game? Maybe, if the DLC is worth returning for. Like, there's free DLC coming up sometime this year. But what is that DLC going to be? I don't know. If it's going to be just some outfits and some guns, I'm not interested. I'm not bothering. I'm just going to step back and not come back at all and wait for the Xbox Series X upgrade. But that's when I'll probably fully return into this game. I am most likely though going to be uninstalling before them to make some space for some other video games because I've recently had to uninstall some stuff on my Xbox Series X to get some space for Hitman 3. So yeah, I think Cyberpunk 2077 is is going to see the axe for a little bit just to uninstall it and then maybe come back then when we got some decent-ish content added into the game. We'll have to wait and see on that front. The other thing that I've been playing a ton of is Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I'm loving it. It's just another Yakuza game. It is bananas. It is great. I completely and utterly prefer the turn-based combat. I think it's more fun and more enjoyable in my opinion. It feels less of a grind for me personally. I am only 20 hours in or so. I've done a lot of the side content. I've done most of the side content that's currently available for me right now. And I'm on, I think, Act 7 which I think is around the halfway mark of the game. I don't know there, but I know there's a ton of side content to come. I've also got some new jobs that I need to unlock for my characters. Overall, I'm loving it though. I suggest playing Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's probably my favorite game that I've not completed out of 2020. There is right now my game of the year for 2020 is going to be Persona 5 Royal, but if I had played Yakuza Like a Dragon in 2020 like I should have, it should have been what I played instead of Cyberpunk, I think maybe that would have been my 2020 game. Because it definitely is my game of the year so far because I'm just playing so much of it and I'm loving it. I'm loving every moment. But that is going to be what I've been playing slash watching. Let's get into some gaming news, shall we? Because we have a metric ton of it. I've been doing some new stuff. I've been posting gaming news over on my website, hellogostly.com. So if you want to go check that out, you can. I post daily over there Monday through Friday so if you want to check out all of the gaming news ahead of time or when it is announced and everything that's where it will be but let's get into some Hitman 3 news because all the locations for the game have been announced there is a total of six locations and these six locations include the Chinese city of Chongqing hopefully I pronounced that right I probably completely and utterly butchered it there's also going to be Dubai UAE as well as Thornbridge Manor in Dartmouth, England. Ooh, fancy. That one looks like a somewhat version of Cluedo. I like that one very much indeed. That was the three maps that was originally announced. However, we now have the other three maps that will be in the game, and they consist of the outskirts of Berlin, Germany, a vineyard based in Mendoza, Argentina, and the final and last map will be the Carpathian Mountains in Romania. Hopefully I pronounced them all right. I'm overly excited for this game. I genuinely cannot wait for another Hitman game. I love the Hitman games. I play them all the way through, but I play them in a very weird way. I play them like it's a happy meal. I go in, play 15 minutes, play a map, and then I jump out and go play something else. But it's a really cool, like, 
cool off game is what I use it for. So if I get really annoyed with my multiplayer games at the time, I'll just go play some Hitman. I'll go do some hitting of some men and then I'll leave and then come back a couple days later. And I just play through it over the course of a couple of days. And I love that. I think it's very fun indeed. And I'll go and replay missions as well to unlock things and things of that nature. But I play it slowly over time rather than rushing through than what I do with most games, which I find is very refreshing over the course of playing those games. So hopefully that will be the same with this one. But if you are planning to pick up Hitman 3, it will be releasing on the Xbox Series X slash Series S. It will also be available on Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4 and PC from January 20th. So it's coming very, very shortly there. Talking about things that could be coming shortly or not shortly, Sony has announced the release windows for some upcoming games at CES 2021 and there is some interesting dates on here. They've kind of scheduled out when these exclusives are going to be coming. So let's kick things off with Ken and Bridge of Spirits because that is apparently set to launch sometime in March 2021. Then you have Solar Ash which is expected on June 2021. Little Devils Inside which looks very very cool and that's going to be coming July 2021 and then the last couple of games that will be coming in 2021 are Ghostwire Tokyo and Stray which are both scheduled for October 2021. Oh but we're not done there there's two more games that do have somewhat release windows. Project Athia is going to be coming in 2022 and then Capcom's Pragmata which sadly is going to be even further out because it will be available on the PlayStation 5 in 2023. It's going to be a long time until you get some of these games it does kind of show you roughly what PlayStation Slate is going to be this year, though. They seemingly going to be focusing a lot on these video games that I've mentioned, the 2021 games. They'll be the games that will be Sony's big push. I would assume that Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart will also be one of those games that will come with it will be their big sony game of the year and then maybe we'll have some other titles popping up here or there we'll have to wait and see on that front i don't think god of war is coming this year they keep saying it is but i don't think it is if it does it will be a surprise to me that's for sure because you don't really reveal the title of a game without any gameplay or anything like that and say hey look it's coming in a year's time like you can kind of see that Rift Apart, Ratchet and Clank, they had gameplay ready to show you and that doesn't have a release date. But yet somehow God of War where they've just got a logo, they're like, yeah, it's coming this year, baby. You're going to get it. You're going to play it. You're going to have a good time. But what I will say, Sony is looking to have a pretty stellar year for video games. They've got a ton of stuff coming up. For example, you've got Destruction All-Stars coming up now in February. Then you've got then you've got the Kana Bridge of Spirits in March, Solar Ash in June, Little Devil Inside in July, Ghostwire and Stray in October. It's looking like it's going to be a hefty year for Sony, and I don't think they're the only ones that are going to have a big 2021. I think we're going to have a big 2021 for Xbox 2. I also think it's going to be the same for third-party games as well, but... Overall, it's going to be exciting for games. It's going to go one of two ways. Either a ton of stuff is going to get delayed and 2022 is going to be a banger, or 2021 is going to be the banger. It's going to be a big boy. We're going to play all them video games. Which I'm not overly excited about because I've already got a ton of video games to catch up on. I'm normally one to stay on top of my backlog and I'm struggling after November, December and October of last year. Those are some big heavy boys. 
Enough of the weirdness, let's get into something that gets me very hyped up indeed, and that is Indiana Jones is finally getting a new video game in the works at Machine Games and Bethesda. So they announced this recently, which I'm very excited about. There is no details really on the project, it's very sparse in regards to information, but they did say that it's going to have an original story, not based on any of the films, and it will be executive produced by Todd Howard, so basically that means means nothing because Todd Howard could be just like yep put my name on it baby and that's it that's all he does I assume that's what's going to be happening here I don't know if he's going to have complete and utter control over this entire project but we'll have to wait and see on that front this is also going to be in collaboration with the newly rebranded Lucasfilms games there was a short teaser that was revealed on Twitter which you can go check out now I will talk about the possibility of this being an Xbox exclusive because that's where the juiciness comes in because xbox is planning to purchase bethesda in in like the next couple of months and there is some very interesting stuff that went on on twitter for example a ton of the high profile xbox staff like phil spencer larry herb major nelson things like that retweeted and discussed the announcement however there was nothing that came out of the sony camp there was no official hey look here's the trailer on the playstation uk or playstation's official twitter account there was no jim ryan going and posting about it anywhere so it is possibly looking like some exclusivity is is going to be happening on xbox's side of things and i would completely get that they would make this because this would be a big deal for xbox this is a big win and it could be a big reason why xbox was like hey look we'll buy you bethesda we will buy you you come and be a part of team xbox we like that very much that would make so much sense if they bought bethesda solely for indiana jones because they need a big third-party game license wise because obviously sony has spider-man and what can stand up to spider-man well indiana jones is up there in my opinion i love indiana jones it gets me very excited indeed i cannot wait regardless whether or not i'm just excited that we're actually getting a indiana jones game coming from the people who know how to kill them some nazis they know how to kill some nazis over machine games if you don't know what i'm on about they made the wolfenstein franchise and nazis are also very prominent in the indiana jones universe so looking forward to seeing what they do over there at machine games with indiana jones but that's not where lucasfilm games decided to end their announcements they also decided to come out the next day with a new star wars game coming from ubisoft massive the developers behind the division oh yes all right i'm excited about this one originally revealed by the wired the game will see julian gen Garite, hopefully I pronounced that right, director of The Division 2 and The Crew as the creative director. So that's very cool indeed, as well as obviously Massive is going to be working on this. They are currently staffing up for the project though, so it is in early stages of development. But the CEO of Ubisoft, otherwise known as Yves Guillemont, said the following... The Star Wars Galaxy is an amazing source of motivation for our teams to innovate and push the boundaries of our medium, building new worlds, characters and stories that will become lasting parts of the Star Wars lore is an incredible opportunity for us. 
and we are excited to have our Ubisoft Massive Studio working closely with Lucasfilm Games to create an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before. I am so hyped for this video game because Ubisoft, when they work with third-party developers, make some good shiz. They, for some reason, manage to get focused and make great games with these companies like they made south park the fractured butthole and stick of truth how did they make a second game that was just as good as the obsidian one otherwise known as stick of truth i don't know but i definitely think that they had focus with obviously the south park guys being on them and i think that'll be the same with the lucasfilm games crew over there kind of pushing them and saying like look we need to focus more and get this good i think this is going to be a good video game and i can't wait because when ubisoft is focused on something they make some good stuff they also make some trash they do make some utter garbage but they do make some great stuff as well so i'm excited to see what comes out of massive in the universe of the star wars Talking about a big franchise indeed, Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed, which was announced by Warner Brothers. Sadly, it's been delayed until 2022. It was originally slated to come out this year, and it was announced in September. So in a statement that was posted on the official Twitter account, they said the following, Creating the best possible experience for all of the Wizarding World and gaming fans is paramount to us. So we are giving the game the time it needs. That is pretty much everything we know about this i personally think it's a super good decision because there is so many video games coming out in 2021 regardless they also probably want to push gotham knights this year as well because that one should be more along than the hogwarts legacy game so i think it's very important for them that they concentrate on pushing the one franchise right now because this year i think is going to be stacked and it's going to be crazy but if you are excited for hogwarts legacy it will be available on playstation 5 playstation 4 xbox series x slash s and xbox one and pc in 2022 i don't have a lot to say on this one because i'm not a big potterhead i don't really have much to say on this one so I'm just going to move on to the last news story of the day, one that I'm very excited about, and that is Nintendo has revealed a brand new Nintendo Switch in a limited edition version, otherwise known as Mario Red and Blue Edition. This fancy new edition will be the first ever console to feature a different coloured console from the standard black version, which gets me very hyped indeed. It comes in the same colour scheme as the prolific plumber himself, otherwise known as Mario. There's lots of red, there's lots of blue. The Switch and the dock itself are both red, and I'm very excited about that. I'm trying to not buy this because we already have three Nintendo Switches in the house. They also will be coming with a matching carrying case and screen protector. They will launch alongside this new edition, which is going to be available to purchase on February 12th and will cost a total of $299.99 sense if you would like this the same release date as the very fine super mario 3d wheels plus bowser's fury so that's very nice indeed well that is going to be it for all of the gaming news today but we're not done just yet we've got our rotating segment known as ghost box Ghostbox is an ever-rotating segment that is kind of like a loot box, except you don't get a bunch of garbage you're never going to use, and it doesn't cost you a penny. This week's Ghostbox is going to be What's Coming. What's Coming is a big old list of all the upcoming games over the course of a month. Today, we're going to be 
breaking down the month of January and what video games are coming out and what I'm excited for. There are some games that are on here that are going to be coming out extremely shortly, so I do want to preference that there. So let's start off with the 14th of January. We'll see the release of Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game complete edition on PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Stadia, as well as it'll be available via backwards compatibility. I am very excited about this one. I can't wait to play this game again like I played it previously on the 360. That's not all, though, because MXGP 2020 will be available on the PS5. If you like your driving games, you'll be able to drive some things in the games. Yay! On to my favourite game release of the month. 20th of January, we'll see the release of Hitman 3 on PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS5, PS4 and Nintendo Switch. I actually wonder if that's coming with Series X and PS5 enhancements. I'm going to have to look that up because I don't actually know if it is. I assume it is the fact that it's kind of being listed here as coming to those platforms. I'm going to look that up after the show. Just so you know, I'll report back next episode. 21st of January, we'll see the release of Ride 4 on PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S. 22nd of January, we'll see the release of Bladed Fury on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. Then we have the 26th of January, which I'm going to butcher indeed, because it will see the release of the very extremely long titled video game known as Atelier Riser 2 Lost Legends and the Secret Fairy on PC, PS4, PS5 and Nintendo switch but that's not all it will also see the release of stronghold warlords on pc as well as cyber shadows on pc ps4 xbox one and nintendo of the switch if you thought we were done there we're not because the 28th of january we'll see the release of a video game that i'm most certainly going to butcher the name of arno surge dx on pc switch and ps4 i struggled with that one i'm just going to tell you that one then there's clear Nistridge on dx on pc switch and ps4 on the same day as well as disgaea 6 distance of destiny on ps4 and nintendo switch but we're not done yet because there are still more video games. This is one of the bigger days of the month, and that will see Mylan and the Forest Gift on PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch, the Medium on PC and Xbox. That's going to be a big one there for the Xbox camp. Sword of the Necromancer on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And last but certainly not least, because it's my favorite collection of games of that day that will be launching, one that I'm very excited about, and that is the Yakuza Remastered Collection on PC and Xbox. That is Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 on Xbox Game Pass. Get excited about that. I am so hyped about that video game. I cannot wait to play it. Hopefully, I finish Yakuza Like a Dragon in time to get straight into three more Yakuza games. Yes, it's going to be a Yakuza year indeed. 29th of January, we'll see the release of Buddy Mission Bond on Nintendo Switch. ReZero Starting Life in Another World, The Prophecy of the Throne on PC, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. The worst title of any video game I've ever seen. And then Gods Will Fall on PC, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Stadia. And that will wrap up all of the games releasing in January. It's going to be a pretty hectic month. And that's just January. We've still got 11 more months of this year to go and i bet there's a ton of great video games coming on the horizon i cannot wait for february which will see a brand new season on apex legends a new super mario game as well as so much more goodness coming down the pipeline but i am so hyped to play it all and have a great time regardless but i hope you all have enjoyed this week's episode of the hello ghostly podcast we'll be back again shortly
shortly with another episode. Thank you so much for listening to this ramblings of this madman. Please stay safe. Please stay indoors right now with everything that is going on. I hope you and yours are well. And I will catch you very shortly with another episode of this fine dabby dozy podcast. But I hope you have a great week. But until then, ghostly out.